Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we're glad you are. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour of the Super Talk Radio Network. Bob Getty, Kelly Santer. We're here in Hattiesburg at the Southern Bank Core Studios. Luke Johnson is in Laurel. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in this afternoon. Opening segment of our show every day, sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great place to take your family for a great meal. A great place to cater your next event uh, for the holidays. Uh, Dickie's is a wonderful place for you to reach out to. DeAndre Pinkney had a great basketball game uh, Sunday afternoon over at uh, Northwestern State. We're going to talk to him a little later in the program, and uh, we're glad you're with us. But first, we want to kick off the show today with our athletics director, Jeremy McLean, making a return appearance to the Eagle Hour. And uh, Jeremy, happy holidays, and uh, always grateful for your time on the show with us. Well, same to you guys, and I always appreciate the opportunity to come visit. So, thank y'all, Jeremy. We were Kelly and I were in my office yesterday, and and we were talking, and uh, it kind of occurred to us it's it's been a long time since Southern Miss athletics, generally as a whole, uh, was doing so well. We had, of course, the incredible baseball season. The ladies win the cross country championship. Football. Goes six and six, gets a bowl game. Basketball is off to a great start. Volleyball is playing in a postseason tournament. As the athletics director, all of this must put a smile on your face. Oh, it does. You know, I'm very proud of, of our folks, and and uh, you know, for me though, not not a, not surprising. You know, I kind of get to see the work every day, and and you get to feel the build up and the movement in a positive direction. Um, so yeah, it is, it's definitely, um, something to be proud of. Um, uh, but we don't take a lot, of, we don't, we don't sit around a lot and talk about, um, you know, the successes just because you got to keep working and, uh, and that's what we're trying to do every day, but really proud of our student athletes and our coaches who've kind of come out of the gate here in the Sun Belt and, uh, really kind of put the conference on notice that, uh, we're not here just to be a part of the league, but we want to be in the mix and be competitive across the board. Analyze the first football season, if you will, uh, in, in the new league. Your, your thoughts about the league overall, USM's place uh, within the football league? Yeah, was um, was really pleased with what we saw in year one from a league perspective. I, I, it's what we expected. I think we we knew it was going to be very very competitive. I think our schedule ended up probably being even more difficult than we probably thought it would be on paper early in the year. And, uh, and so it was very challenging for us. And, and, you know, and that resulted in 
some some games that we we lost some close games against some really good teams. And so um, I think from our perspective, I'm, I'm very pleased with where we're at. And uh, yeah, I, I can think of probably really one game that we weren't competitive in. Um, you know, outside of that, we were we were in every game and had had a chance. You know, on several occasions uh, to have the ball with an opportunity to tie or go ahead late in the game. So, with a tough schedule and going six and six and having those opportunities and being in the mix in really every game, you know, I'm really pleased with where we're at and excited about what the future looks like. I want to talk, Jeremy, a little bit about the bowl game coming up uh, in Mobile. First of all, can you talk a little bit of money with us as to what are guarantees? How do bowl bids work? Um, bottom yeah. line for Southern Miss, what what do we hope to get out of this financially? Yeah, I can I can in broad terms I can speak to that. You know, it's not. I think I think there's a maybe a little bit of a misconception about bowl games. Um, all of us outside of a handful of games that'll be played after January first, all of us are really just trying to cover our expenses. Uh, when it comes to bowl games, uh, there's an even distribution in some belts. Everyone kind of gets the same amount of money to, to to try to accommodate and accomplish that task. And so we're trying to trying to cover our expenses from travel and and uh, the events that we are able to put on during a bowl game. So there's really not a situation where there's a large distribution or revenue stream coming from the bowl games. It's really about paying for expenses. Where where postseason play and slash bowl game. Uh, revenue comes into play is when we talk about the college football playoff and where the Sun Belt finishes amongst the group of five conferences. So if we finish first or second, we're going to make a whole, a whole lot more money and have a whole lot more revenue coming to the institutions than we are if we finish fourth or fifth. And so that's really where the revenue comes into play, and that can impact our program. The bowl game is really about trying to create an, the right experience for our, our uh, young men and trying to make sure we can cover our expenses in the process. And, and talking about covering expenses, a big part of that expense is marching band, you know, support people, cheer, yes. cheer squad, so on. Are, is, is, that, is that required? Because I've heard differing stories that the bowls require that that be part of the contract, that you have to take the band. and Not that you wouldn't want to anyway, but I'm just saying that that's yeah. part of the deal. Well, I, yeah, I think it's an expectation for sure. I think uh, they expect uh, teams to do that and that to be a part of the experience. So, absolutely, when we talk about expenses, that's you know that's definitely a, a significant expense. We talk about traveling, everybody associated with that with that game day experience. Well, then you had to be especially glad that you're going to Mobile as opposed to Boca Raton yeah. or, or yeah. Albuquerque. Yeah, that's right. It, it does make for you know for for a multitude of reasons, but. Um, a whole lot easier to get there. Uh, I think it gives our fans an opportunity to, you know, I was really pleased with what we, you know, where we ended up, uh, you know, an hour and a half from our campus playing on a Saturday on ESPN, um, really, you know, before Christmas. Th- those are the kind of the things I would have, I would have kind of had on my list, um, you know, from a bowl game perspective. So really pleased with where we ended up. And Mobile, I've had an opportunity to be a part of this bowl two, two other times, and they do a great job. The committee uh, does an excellent job the whole week creating the right type of experience for our, our players and coaches. Yeah, and great point, Jeremy. The Saturday's important because so many bowl games are during the week and your ability to take your fans much greater, I would think, on a weekend. Yeah, I mean, the reality is we're, it's you know, it's, it's Christmas time. People may not have, at the end of the year, they may have, not have an opportunity to take days off of work. And so for people who want to, 
you know, if you can't make it on Friday, you can hop in the car on Saturday morning and, and go to Mobile, take in the game, right. and be back um, Saturday night. So I don't think you can, you know, you can overstate how important that is from a fan base perspective to try to give everyone an opportunity to get there. Right. Luke? I want to talk about some postseason play um, in, in this regard. just came out that the college football playoff will be expanded to 12 teams starting in 2024. It's a game changer for programs like us, Jeremy. Now now you, you have to be better than the teams in your league rather than practically the, the, the group of five football player has never been able to compete for a national championship for the most part. I mean, talk about that announcement yep. and, and how it affects Southern Miss and affects the Sun Belt. Yeah, I was uh, sharing this with a group not too long ago. I think the timing of this could not be better for for us, for Southern Miss. Joining the Sun Belt, where we have an opportunity to be the top group of five conference uh, in the country, and you know, I would argue that we already are, um, but but if we're not, we're we're, we're getting there. Um, but and that's important for this reason: it's a twelve-team playoff, but the the first six spots are filled by the top six conference champions. So the, the top ranked, top six ranked conferences, their champion is going to get a spot in, in, in the playoff. And so from a Sunbelt perspective, if we can be the top group of five league in the country and then we can win the league, then we're going to be in the playoff. There is a very clear path for us to get to the playoff. And, and that has never – those words have never been able to be – to be said before. And, and so that's really exciting, I think, for all of us to say now there's a path. We know what we have to do to get there. Now it's about continuing the work to put ourselves in a position to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, as a former uh, football player, I, I, I never com- I was never able to compete, could compete um, for, for that. About a, about a minute left. Um, kind of uh, talk about uh, where, where, where Will Hall is after, uh, you know, year two, the fact that, uh, you double your wins. You have an opportunity now to, in this crazy climate where you're all, you're not just, you know, recruiting players. You're trying to keep players with the portal going, um, and and what he's been able to accomplish, and and what you know we were what five points from winning eight games. Just kind of your evaluation after year two. Yeah, you know, I mentioned earlier, I'm I'm really pleased with where we're at. I think, uh, and I, I mentioned to some again, I think was talking to John Cox the other day on the radio. Not all transitions are created equally, right? And so from a standpoint of what Will walked into here with our program, kind of where we were, where our roster was, we knew it was going to take some time. And so um, for him to be able in year two to get to a point where I mentioned earlier, you know, we're in every game. We beat a top 25 program. We, we competed down to the, to the wire with some other programs who were ranked in the top 25 this year. And so to be that competitive in year two, uh, I think says a whole lot for the progress that has been made from a roster standpoint, the culture that's been shaped uh, here, and, and, and guys really believe in what we're doing. So I'm, I'm very pleased with where we're at. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about what next year and the next year are going to look like. Because I think, you know, from the beginning, we've talked about building this foundation for success and i think uh, will and his staff have done a great job of going about it the right way and putting pieces in place that will that will give us a chance to build this you know for the next decade we're talking athletics director jeremy mcclain on the super talk eagle hour we'll continue that conversation short break right back don't go anywhere
Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the show. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, Campus Bookmark on Party Street. You can go to campusbookmark.net if you choose to shop online, or maybe you're listening in another part of the state, as many of you do. Uh, Miss Kathleen uh, will make sure that things are delivered to you in plenty of time for Christmas. Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear that anytime on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you could just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're talking athletics director Jeremy McClain. We're going to get to football scheduling and a couple other things in this segment, Jeremy, but I can't let you on the show without bringing this up. Much, much, much heat directed at the basketball coach last year by some of our fan base. Some of us on this show took some heat for being, I guess, defensive of Coach Ladner, believing Coach Ladner needed to be given more of an opportunity. And lo and behold, Jeremy, look at this basketball team, 8-1. Yeah. and yeah. one. They lost Sunday, but my goodness, what a dramatic basketball game. Uh, Coach Ladner deserves a lot of credit for what he's put together, and I'm sure you agree. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly, and um, you know, really proud for him, and 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 proud for our, our guys. You know, we got a few. We obviously have a lot of new faces on the roster, but we got a few that stuck with us, and uh, just really, really proud of what we've seen there. And and uh, you know, we knew at the end of last year, and Jay and I sat down and talked. We kind of it wasn't enough to just try to, you know, address a few issues here and there. We really needed to to kind of hit the reset button in some ways, just about who we were and what our identity was. And I think he did a really good job of, of doing that, you know, and about, you know, at the end of the year last year, I, and I hope nobody takes this the wrong way, but I don't, um, there's probably a lot of things, um, that uh, I could do better. And, and this may be one of them, but I just don't, I, I I'm going to make decisions that, um, I think are best for our program. And, and, and sometimes that's not going to be popular and, and I'm okay with that. Um, so I say that to say, I'm not always going to listen to what everyone says if I feel convicted about something. And when we hired Jay, I said, we cannot continue to hit, you know, the eject button every time this basketball program gets in trouble or it doesn't go the way we want it to. We're going to have to build this and it's going to take some time and some energy and some effort and the challenge for Jay really was that COVID hit at the end of year one. He walked into a situation in April, wasn't able to recruit for year one. At the end of year one, COVID was in place. He couldn't go out on the road and recruit. And so you really had the first 24 months of him being here on campus where he really couldn't recruit the way he wanted to or needed to. And so I just really felt like he, he did deserve an opportunity to try to get that right. And um, I'm really glad for him and, for our program and our fan base, that uh, that he did get it right, and you, I'm sure you took heat for for defending him as well. So kudos to you for sticking well, it's by. Part him. of the deal, yeah. And uh, we could not, uh, we really could not be happier for Coach Ladner and all those guys. All right, Luke, I know you've got some football scheduling questions, and Jeremy's going to do a lot of breaking news here now. On, on the Eagle Hour. <laughs> Jeremy, um, yeah, so Southern Miss, of course, we look at what we did this year. Tulane was an 11-1 team. Will said it yesterday. He was kind of said, you look back at the schedule, we wouldn't have uh, – we would never thought Miami would, you know, uh, be further down on the list than some of the teams that we played. But next year, Florida State, Tulane, really cool play Mississippi State at the end of the season. 
Uh, I know everybody's excited about 2024 going to Columbus at Ohio State, play state again in 2025, but there are some holes. Uh, next year, only, you know, only four game or three games being listed, another spot to fill. And then, you know, in the coming years, um, still, uh, some open spots. So where can you tell us, uh, what can you bring us up on football yeah. scheduling? Yeah. So we've got some FCS opportunities in there. You guys kind of know our scheduling philosophy. Um, next year we're working to finalize some things, but, uh, uh, looks like Alcorn State will be coming back to town to, to kick us off in 2023. Uh, so we'll have our FCS there in, in that opening game. Uh, we're working with Jackson State. I've been working with them for about a year to get them back on the schedule down the road, um, hopefully in 25. So we got some FCS games that kind of fit into that. Uh, and then we're looking at, um, I, I don't know that I can share fully yet because the contract's not signed. We've got a Conference USA home-and-home home, uh, in 24-25, and then we've got an American home-and-home home, uh, that would begin in 24 uh, at our place, and then we would return the trip a few years down the road. So that's kind of the, the holes you see in the schedule. That's what kind of that looks like right now. And uh, so we're excited about that. I think they're going to be games that you know kind of fit into our philosophy from the standpoint of trying to stay within our footprint uh, hopefully games that, you know, for the most part, people can drive to and get to. And so um, that's what that looks like over the next few years. Just so you know, I asked Keith Carter live on air when Ole Miss was going to play us. I did not get a definitive answer back. But I just want to let yeah. you know cool. we were on top of it, okay? <laughs> I appreciate the effort. And, Jeremy, I wanted to ask, is it true that the University of Phoenix and Southern New Hampshire, the Internet colleges, are going to be joining Conference USA? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, you know I can't comment. Yeah, yeah, you know I can't comment. <laughs> I will say this. You know, next now that I look at next year's schedule, I don't know who keeps signing these deals, but I feel like the schedules get tougher and tougher. So I may need to have a talk with whoever. Yeah. Is now that that, that upcoming conference USA school wouldn't end with Tech by any chance, would it, Jeremy? Well, there is there is a possibility that uh, that that's one of them, yes. But I think there's going to be another opportunity with a with a future conference. Well, and I and I know you set you set a season ticket uh, record this year. I know that uh, that that Telesouth Communications was, was excited to be a part of that to to put you guys over the top. I'm a money guy, Jeremy. I always ask, you know, how we doing financially. So let yeah. me ask you, how yeah. we doing? Yeah, we're in a good spot. And I appreciate you asking that. I, I, we put out some information not too long ago. You know, we've we've set a, a record in baseball season tickets last year. We're actually just broke that again for this coming season already. Um, we we uh, got over the ten thousand uh, mark in, in football season tickets. We we broke a record for Eagle Club annual revenue. You know, in one single uh, year, we broke the Eagle Club record for members in a, in a given year. And we also had, I think, our second or third highest fundraising total for the fiscal year ever and so we are making significant progress in areas that we've really tried to focus on getting better at and and really included in our strategic planning process and so we're starting to see some of those things come together so if you you take that success and you combine that with the on-field success we're seeing in various sports as we talked about you know i feel really good about where we're headed and i think we got a chance to continue to move the needle and, and, and move our budget forward and, and give ourselves an opportunity to compete for the championships that we all want to we all want to compete for. And my final money question is, uh, you know, the city of Hattiesburg passed that one, 
one penny tax that a lot of it was going to go to help, you know, Reed Green Coliseum. Where is that as far as being renewed with the city or, or kind of fill in some blanks there for us, if you would, Jeremy? Yeah. So that was renewed last um, last January, February. That was renewed for another four years. So we have about about a five year, uh, five years left on that. And so that money has been held in an account and to let it kind of build up in preparation for renovations to Reed Green, which we are in the process of working with architects right now. Uh, we've, we've run into some things we just had to address and figure out how to, you know, it's, 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 it's a measure twice cut once situation just because our funds are limited. We have to make sure that we do it the right way. And so phase one of renovations to Reed Green, tentatively, we've created about a $15 million budget. And a big part of that is, is that one cent tax. Uh, so not only from a basketball perspective, will we, we'll be improving things, but we'll be improving the facility where we can begin to host more outside events and therefore benefit um, the city of Hattiesburg and the surrounding areas. All right, Jeremy, just about 90 seconds left. Uh, what, what message would you like to uh, send to the uh, Southern Miss Nation? Uh, here's your opportunity. There are a lot of them listening. Yeah, a couple things I want to mention. I know I've got limited time here, but it, just in the in, in, on that same note, we were just talking about Reed Green and, and outside events. You know, if you look at the economic impact that Southern Miss Athletics has had over the last seven months or so, as we talk about, Baseball regionals, super regionals, uh, football events, hosting the state championship, high school state championships, multi-million dollar economic impact. And I don't. Sometimes that gets lost, and we we all want to worry about wins and losses, which is obviously important to us. But what Southern Miss Athletics means to the community and the surrounding area, I think we don't ever want to lose sight of that. So I want to mention that. And the other thing I'll say right now is. I want to encourage people to come out and support what's going on. I do think we're headed in a very positive direction. Uh, we're beginning to see more people show up at Reed Green. Uh, we want people that we really want to take over Mobile. That's the message I want to leave. On the 17th, I want to encourage everybody to come join us down in Mobile. And I really would love nothing more than to have, have that stadium filled up with black and gold and uh, on ESPN and show the nation uh, how, how passionate our fan base is what kind of shape our program is in, is in and, and where we're headed. I think that sending that message on a national stage is going to be really, really important to us. So I want to encourage everybody to come be a part of that uh, and help us set the tone for what, uh, what the next few years are going to look like. Jeremy, we always appreciate you coming on the Eagle Hour. We say that very sincerely and also want to say Merry Christmas to you and your family and thank you. Yeah, you bet. Really appreciate what you guys do, man. And, and uh, Merry Christmas to y'all, and, and uh, always appreciate the opportunity to come share. Jeremy McLean, Athletics Director at Southern Miss. Southern Miss Athletics Department is in very good hands. And his hair is always
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right. I want to thank Jeremy McLean for joining us. Always appreciate uh, the athletic director taking the time to talk to us. I want to remind you about the annual toy and food drive for Homes for Hope for Children. It's underway. We're asking you to help during this Christmas season. Donation boxes are set up and waiting for you at the corner market food stores across Hattiesburg and at the Citizens Bank on Highway 98 West. We, along with uh, the Midday Show from Super Talk, will be in Midtown a week from Friday. That's where we will distribute the toys and canned food items. Asking you to bring that as well to the kids at Homes for Hope. The new incoming director, Judge Tony Mazingo, will be on the Eagle Hour tomorrow afternoon along with Patrick McGee and uh, Heath Hinton. And uh, we'll talk a little more about the Saints game, Kelly, and, uh, and the GOAT. But first, we want to talk a little bit of basketball. And, uh, you know, everybody's excited about the basketball season. And I think, guys, one of the great stories is DeAndre Pinckney. This is a kid that didn't follow the herd and evacuate through the portal like almost the entire team did. He stuck around. He had a great game Sunday. He's really playing a very prominent role in what is a very good basketball team. Kelly talked uh, to this young man uh, just a couple of days ago, and uh, here's how that conversation went. DeAndre, a lot of guys bailed last year. It would have been real easy for you to do the same thing. What made you decide to stay? Um, you know, with a lot of guys leaving, I felt like that opened up a lot more for me, um, offensively, defensively, um, for me to be a leader and uh, provide a lot for my team. Um, I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie. At first, I didn't believe, you know, we were going to have a lot of good guys that came in. But once I seen the new coaches that we had got and the way that they came in with high energy, wanted to get to work immediately. I feel like this year is going to be good, and it's just like I'll have one more year. And it's like it's hard for you know you only have one year to go to a new program, reestablish yourself. You really don't know what you're getting yourself into. And it's like I could have went somewhere else, and then it would have been a worse situation in here. And then it's like it's my last year of school. I don't have another year to say okay, I'll do it again next year or transfer. So it was just like for me, just stand with what I knew, and that was you know Coach Wagner and all those guys here at Southern Miss. But you've said, too, that it's really not in your DNA to, to, to quit. I mean, it, you, you really believe strongly in staying the course, and it, you kind of learned in high school. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, my high school team, my um, first two years there, we went through a whole bunch of culture changes, and uh, we only we won less than five games. And it was just like over the years, you know, just keep working, and you get guys together and try to get them to see the same vision. Uh, things just work out. And from, you know, I had the chance to transfer to different schools, you know, win state championship. And actually going into my senior year, you know, we had a, we started off the season 8-0, and 9-0, and and I actually lost to Victor Hart's team my senior year. My, um, they gave us our first loss. So it was just like stand, stand of course, you know, I'm not really a quitter. You know, quitting's never easy. It's easy to do. Uh, but, you know, you just got to stay and just learn how to fight the situation because it prepares you for life. Now, you had a chance to go to places like Kansas State, TCU, Arizona, some of these other places, but you decided on Southern Miss, and it came down to a relationship between you, Coach Ladner, and then Coach Weatherspoon. So relationship, obviously, is important to you, yes? Uh, yes, I'm very, very big on relationships. Um, I talked to a lot of coaches when I was in JUCO, but my main thing was I didn't really care about, you know, the big names with schools, big places, because it's just like I feel like to have a my head coach needs to be able to feel the same way about me if I score 20 or if I don't score at all. 
And I feel like Coach Landers that type of guy where if I don't score not one point, he'll still feel the same about me as if I went out there and scored 50. And I've seen that since I've been here. It's just like even this year, first couple games, I scored like one point, zero points, but we still win. And he didn't, you know, feel no differently about me because we got the type of team where, you know, on any given night, anybody can go off. You know, it's like all season, you know, AC, Felipe, and then look, just the other night, we had Donovan go off for 20. So, you know, it's just as my job, I'm team captain. I'm just happy for my team, happy for these guys. And we all preach, you know, family. we got to pull for each other because you never know when your time is going to come. You may be down and you need somebody to be there for you. Two final questions. Uh, socially, Hattiesburg is not exactly South Beach, Miami, <laughs> you know, the area where you're from. Um, how would you describe the adjustment? And And it sounds like you like the fact this is kind of, smaller and out of the way so to speak oh i've been living in miami my entire life so it's like i don't have my fair share of going to the beach all the time being outside the amazing weather i just wanted to experience something new and uh hattiesburg is small uh one thing i can say is that it's very they're a very supportive um community and it's just like it was different you know i go from driving in four or five lanes to only driving in two and it's like we go 30 minutes away, you see schools, houses, different places. Now you go 30 minutes away, you just see trees. So for me, coming from something big like that, where it's like it's always energy and motion moving around going on, I could just come here to a small place where it's not, it's not a lot of moving going on, and I could just sit and focus on basketball in my school. And that's what all I've done since I've been here, and it actually has improved my grades for me just standing in the house and just, you know, I go hang out here and there with my teammates, have fun, you know, as far as being um, athlete and student and everything. But, you know, it helped me really prioritize the things that I needed to prioritize. I felt like if I would have stayed in Miami and went to school, I'll have a lot of distractions because I went to high school there. I got family. I got friends. And it's just easy to, you know, get off the right path. Final question. What in the heck is going on here? You guys already have as many wins as you had last year. You're undefeated. You've beaten some good teams. This is amazing what's taking place. How did this happen? Um, the belief. Um, Coach Nick, Coach Juan, Coach Zay, Coach Leonard, they bring a ton of energy to practice. And the main thing I could say that separates us, I feel like separates us from a lot of teams, is the unity and togetherness that we have. We don't have no bad guys on our team. And it's like we know how to talk to each other in a right manner. You know, um, the tone of how you approach someone really plays a big part. You know, it's a difference from me yelling at my teammate like, hey, you supposed to, you know, get your behind over there. Other than say like, hey, man, you, that was your rotation. You know, get there. And we're all older guys. I feel like which played a big part because we all got Division One experience. We got a couple D2 guys. But, you know, any level of college is still good experience because D2 is not no lesser than Division One. We have Division Two teams beat Division One teams all the time, so you know um, we just got guys who really believe, and we all come from the same category of, you know, coach talked about it, us suffering. You know, I suffer here, and some of the guys um, that suffered that was here last year, we suffer. We know losing a lot, and you got guys that were other school, maybe they suffer with not getting a lot of playing time, or you know, it was guys that they felt they were better of, they didn't get the recognition that they deserved. And we all just got that same mindset because we're tired of losing, we're tired of being overlooked, and we want to win. And we all fighting for the same thing. And that's why I love these guys because they put in a ton of work. Nobody really takes days off, and it's like we're locked in. 
you know, we know that we got to take it one game at a time. We focus on defense, and we believe what the coach is saying because they've been to the big stage. You know, they won championships, and all we can do, we haven't won no championships, and that's what we're trying to get. So, you know, we really don't know what it's like to experience that, but they do, and that's the thing that they bring to us, that experience of winning. DeAndre Pinkney continued success. Appreciate you. You know, it's so delightful, Kelly Center, to get around these kids. Here's a great example. Now, this 6'10 human muscle yeah. is walking around after the game Tuesday night. A fan makes a big tray of cupcakes, and this kid is walking around with this tray offering people cupcakes in the stands and on the floor. And then, as listeners could just hear, what a delightful, articulate young man with class. I'm not a quitter, I'm not quitting on my team. Just the examples are just almost. How about this quote, too, of I like going to a small out of the way place where I can focus on my school and basketball. Outstanding. And he's been outstanding and he was magnificent Sunday afternoon, even though the Golden Eagles lost. Uh, Luke Johnson, uh, DeAndre Pinckney, how do you not feel good for this kid with the team eight and one? Averaging a little over 10 points uh, a game, six rebounds. And we talked about it last week. He is what allows Hase to be a complete player. Because if you don't have Pinckney, you know, doing the hard work on the rebounds, then Hase can't can't set up, you know, and, and uh, have three-point opportunities. At the same time, I mean, at the Montana game last week, down the stretch, Pinckney hit a big three. He can shoot from the outside, too. and But uh, he, he's... Him and uh, specifically Denajay Harris enable Hase to be able to be that more complete player that he is. And so pretty cool to hear hear Pinkney talk about how uh, there was more for him at Southern Miss um, and f- specifically for him to be able to step up and be a leader uh, among these older guys. And I think I think we've, we've for maybe not have brought that out as much in our analysis of the team. This is an older team. Uh, with lots of experience, and and I was I was thankful to hear him say that to remind me that some of that success has been that we got some veterans on the court. Yeah, we'll have an interview with uh, Hase, uh, also another basketball player, and a couple of football players uh, between now and the end of the week. Uh, we we love conversing with these student athletes and bringing them on the show. I thought a real interesting point he brought out too is just because you're in the transfer portal and go to school X Y Z doesn't mean it's going to be any better for you. You have absolutely no guarantees when you go into the transfer portal, that your next school is going to be any better than where you left. Wouldn't you love to get an honest reaction from some of these that bolted ship to and, see this basketball team now? Yeah, and if they were honest, they might go, oh boy, I think yeah. I messed up. DeAndre Pinkney, another great example of what the type of kid you have participating in athletics here at Southern Miss. All right, last segment of the show next. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
final segment of the Eagle Hour on this Tuesday. Of course, we are live from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, tell you about DBAT and D1 Training. They're on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Pro Shop, eight pitching machines for softball and baseball. It's all there. And then right next door in the climate-controlled, excellent workout facility, D1 Training, weights, speed, 70-yard indoor uh, turf running facility. It's all there at DBAT and D1. Volleyball, of course, we'll be talking about it more tomorrow, but they are headed up to North Carolina to take on the Western Carolina mascot, please, Kelly. Who? They are the Western Carolina Catamounts. There we go. And what is that, particularly? That's like a mountain lion. Okay. Catamounts. Yes. Catamounts. So they'll be taking on Western Carolina tomorrow at 5 o'clock in the NIVC. Lady Eagles uh, now in the final eight. So uh, we'll support them. Talk more about that um, tomorrow. All right. A couple things that stood out to me uh, from Jeremy McLean's interview. And, and if I wrote this down right, you guys correct me. It's looking more and more like, in addition to Florida State, I'll go to Florida State, host Tulane, go to Starkville. The other non-conference game uh, will be probably Alcorn State opening next year. He also mentioned maybe in 2025 Jackson State uh, coming to the Rock. And then in 24 and 25, a home-and-home series with a Conference USA team. And then possibly an American team would be a home-and-home for 24 and maybe 26. That really stood out to me because we really haven't heard that much on the football scheduling front. Appreciate him. What stood out from you guys uh, as we talked to Jeremy in the earlier two segments? Well, I was immediately trying to guess who are the schools, and and I'm on the same wavelength, I think, with Getty. I was thinking the Conference USA had to be La Tech. Yeah. Uh, and of course, he said no contracts have been signed yet. But and the American could would, be anybody because there's going to be a whole new conference. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But I mean, if they're currently in the American, would that not be Tulane? You would have to think. I mean, home and, that would make sense. Home and home with Louisiana Tech and Tulane makes perfect sense. Very close together, you know, geographically. Again, fits the footprint that that uh, conference or that the Sun Belt's always talking about, and that Jeremy's always talking about to where. Fans can, you know, drive. And we understand, Luke, um, kind of tell us what you know that, or Bob, even, I guess, Southern Miss fans are responding in huge numbers to tickets to the bowl game a week from Saturday, yes? Yes. Buy them through the school. That's what's important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I talked to uh, I talked to someone in the ticket office yesterday, and uh, my dad and I are going next Saturday, so getting our tickets. And, yeah, I mean, that's what they said. The phone had been ringing off the hook, been dealing with uh, with with bowl tickets. So it's great. And, and you heard what Jeremy said. It is it, anytime there's a national broadcast, you don't want to be the school that says, "Oh wow, their people didn't even think about it," because someone's going to be out there saying, "I was like a ninety mile trip from Hattiesburg, and they didn't even go wow. to it." So an opportunity and the benefit of it being Saturday at four forty five, you can get up and drive to the game. And guess what? You can drive back after the game. Uh- Still to come on the show this week, we've got uh, conversations with Donovan Ivory, Felipe Hase from basketball, Santrell Latham, and Paul Gaynor Jr. from football. And we hear rumors Uh that there could be a holiday visit from the great mystic from the East Center. Well, word has it that Kelnak actually knew some of the wise men that were over there at this time of year historically back when Christmas came about. 
he, he may also know who will win the college football championship. Is you, that correct? You stepped on the women's singing ball. And, I, and you, for that, I'm very, We've also been told soft. that with the new change of leadership at Southern Miss, um, these uh, her- hermetically sealed mayonnaise jars actually are on Dr. Joe Paul's back porch. Correct. So he doesn't uh, know about this yet, but we're going to have to break the news to him. But I'm sure he's been losing a lot of sleep over it. <laughs> I think it's one of the deciding factors of him taking the job. Oh, I, yeah. That I, he knew Kelnack would leave the, uh, the I, answers on his desk. I think so. Yeah. We'll keep you up to date, but uh, we understand that Kelnack may swing by between now and the holidays uh, to pay the Southern Miss Nation of visit. You know, I had a chance to talk to Donovan Ivory on the basketball team, and and, and what was so cool, I said, man, thought, the elephant in the I room. I thought he was going to say I, I thought he, I had the privilege to swing by. And talk oh, <laughs> no. Uh, but, but I said to Donovan, I said, kind of the elephant in the room here, you know, you've been four different schools in four years. So the outsider looking in would say, you know, what's wrong with this That's kid? That's why he hit you on the left side of your face. Yeah, correct? no, no. Okay. He said he said it's a fair question, but he said I've got the answer for you. So let it rip. So I asked him, and and uh, I think you'll be really you'll be that, real interested you in his answer. Him off. That's why he scored seventy five points against Montana last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but but I think I mean this is what puts us as show hosts or journalists in kind of a tough situation, you know, because you don't want to. He's a young man. You don't want to upset him in any way. So I, you know, before we rolled, so to speak, I asked him, I said, is it okay to ask that question? He said, yeah. yeah. He said, I've got a legitimate answer. I'll you tell you. You certainly don't want to upset DeAndre Pinkney. <laughs> or Felipe Hase. <laughs> no, well, you don't want to make those guys mad. No. I'm upset all week, guys. I'm I'm a Saints fan, and I guess we'll talk to Patrick McGee about that tomorrow. Right? We will. I'll be joining Luke and Laurel tomorrow, and Kelly will be here with Michael, and we will be talking to Patrick McGee, to Heath Hinton, and uh, Judge Mazingo. And yes, Kelly, we will discuss the GOAT just for you. Yeah, and you'll be in Laurel. It's a good thing you'll be up there and I'll be down here. Until then, Southern Miss. To to the the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.